Hey moms, welcome to the Dorinda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorinda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to six, and 25-year veteran homeschooling mom. Today, I'm going to be talking about finding rhythm in your homeschool day. But before I get started, I want to encourage you all to listen to a couple of recent podcasts that I've published. Um, I have done several episodes in this particular series that I'm uh, doing called The Homeschool Life, where I tackle one a commonly asked question or one very common concern um, that I hear from moms on a regular basis. So I've already talked about when life gets messy because sometimes we feel like when life is messy that we somehow are shortchanging our kids. And so I dispel that myth that our kids can't learn when life is messy. So I want you to go back and listen to that if you get a chance. I think you'll be really encouraged by it. I also spend time in another one dispelling the myth of whether or not we're qualified to teach our kids or qualified to facilitate their education. So um, I'm that is one that was just went out last week and is, I think, a great encouragement for, for moms because that is one of the most common concerns that moms have. Another one that I've done recently is... Um, not in the series, but it's one with a guest. Last week I did uh, protecting our kids from pornography and Sam Black from Covenant Eyes joined me and we just had a great conversation because we really do want to protect our kids' innocence, but at the same time, we need to dispel ignorance in order to have them help us protect their innocence. And so Sam talks us through just a really gracious and gentle way to do that and provides a ton of wonderful, wonderful resources. So I encourage you to go and check that out. So let's go ahead and dive into today's topic. As I mentioned before, I want to talk about finding rhythm in your homeschool day. Now, some of you are new to homeschooling, and so you have not actually found a homeschool rhythm yet, and maybe that's why you're listening. But I do want to remind you that even if you were sending your kids to to school, you had a certain amount of rhythm to your days. And so this is just a matter of finding a new rhythm. And I like to sometimes call it a new groove, you know, because when things change, that gets thrown off and we have to find a new one. And we can totally do that. And I'm going to share more about what that looks like in just a few minutes. For those of you who have been homeschooling, maybe you have found it challenging to find a groove, or maybe you found your groove and got thrown off and you have not been able to get back in it again. And so this um, podcast will be such an encouragement to you um, as I just sort of share my own experience of finding rhythm in our homeschool days. So first of all, just Real briefly, I want to talk about what do I mean when I'm when I'm talking about rhythm? Well, I'm essentially talking about a routine. We all have sort of a typically we have some sort of daily routine, but when we're homeschooling, there is a real need for us to have some sort of consistency because otherwise things just don't get done. 
As most of you know, I wrote the book called The Unhurried Homeschooler, and you know it, it probably seems like those things are diametrically opposed, having a, a routine where you're getting stuff done and being an unhurried homeschooler. But they actually go hand in hand because when I talk about routine or when I use the word rhythm, it really has a lot to do with our hearts. And our hearts um, really direct so much of what we do every day. And we as moms, we set the tone in our homes. And if we are stressed out, um, we are maxed out, we are overscheduled, we are going to be stressed and our kids are going to feel that and they're going to respond to it and they're going to um, sort of react to it. And then all of a sudden, we find that there's no peace in our home and it's um, everything feels chaotic and the kids are bickering and um, it, it just isn't going well. And so this is why it's absolutely essential for us to know what it feels like to find that rhythm. And again, rhythm has to do with the heart. And the in a heart that slows down to listen to the Lord's voice and to walk in obedience to it is far more likely to find that rhythm sooner, to find God's heartbeat for your family. That's what we really want as moms, don't we? We want to walk with the Lord as we're walking this journey out with our kids. We don't want to run ahead We don't want to lag behind, but we want to stay in step with what the Lord is doing. And so taking the time to listen for His voice, to hit that pause button and get back in sync with Him is absolutely essential. So as we talk about why rhythm is important, I think another important um, point that I want to make and I think I kind of just described this, is that when we have a rhythm and when we find that rhythm and we're walking in it, it greatly reduces our anxiety. You know, I know a lot of moms struggle with anxiety. I've, I've struggled with it myself. I totally understand how it feels. It doesn't feel good and it doesn't lend itself to a peaceful household and a peacefully running routine. And so when we um, are able to find that rhythm, we reduce anxiety in ourselves, we reduce the anxiety in our children, and we we are able to find a sense of direction. So knowing what that rhythm feels like gives us a sense of direction and it gives us intentionality. And when we are disciplined about trying to keep that rhythm, we are far more productive. We are more efficient. We're more effective. We're more intentional. Um, So this is why it's absolutely important that we find our rhythm in our homeschool days. The other thing that happens when we find that rhythm is that we have a sense of security and safety, and especially um, for our kids. Our kids really need to feel safe and secure and not stressed. Our homes should be an oasis. They should be a place where God dwells, where where we can f- literally tangibly feel the Spirit of God. And that doesn't come 
um, just automatically. It comes with being intentional. It comes with asking the Lord for wisdom. It comes with finding that rhythm. You know, when when um, Jesus um, addressed uh, sort of the harsh rules of religion in Matthew 6, or Matthew 11, excuse me, he talks about walking in unforced rhythms of grace. Don't you love that? That's really what I'm talking about when I'm talking about finding your rhythm in your homeschool day. It's about walking in unforced rhythms of grace. There's an underlying peace that we feel, even though the house can be loud, there can be lots going on, but there's an underlying peace. And we as moms, we know what that feels like. And we can learn to know what that feels like if we've not experienced it before. But again, our kids need to feel safe and secure and not stressed. And this is how it ties into homeschooling. When our kids are not stressed, learning happens far more naturally, far more readily, and creativity flows. And those two things go hand in hand because learning and creativity, and especially in the young years, uh, younger years, play is essential for learning. Play is the way that our kids l- do most of their learning, especially in the early years. But it also applies in the in the later years as well. So. These are some of the reasons it's important that we find a rhythm and we find that peace and we learn to walk in unforced rhythms of grace. So let's take a minute and talk about how do I find it? You're probably listening and going, okay, I totally agree. Yes, I need to find it. Yes, I know it's important. How do I find it? Well, here we go. Number one, prayer. I cannot encourage you enough to hit the pause button, to take some time and ask the Lord to help you find a rhythm for your family. You know, you start at the beginning of the day, pray, pray over the day, pray for God's anointing over the day, pray for the Holy Spirit to flow through your house. I used to pray, I still pray this, that his peace and his presence would fill our home and that I would be aware of when the enemy is trying to get a foothold and that I would take the time to stop and deal with it and not allow it to happen and that God would give me the eyes to see where he's working and to join him. And how that might look is maybe I have my plan laid out for the day. We're gonna, you know, do this, this, we're gonna eat breakfast, and then we're gonna go in, we're gonna do reading out loud, and then we're gonna do math, and then we're gonna do this. But somewhere along the way, something gets thrown off. And one of the children um, is just not doing well. There's an attitude, there's something clearly not right with the child. They're in a bad mood, they're causing problems, they're not wanting to do anything, they're a resistant learner. In that moment, I have to ask the Lord, what are you doing right now? 
show me where you're working and help me to cooperate with it. So that may mean that I need to either discipline the child and persevere with the schoolwork. Maybe I need to stop and sit with the child and talk with them for a few minutes and say, you know, what's going on here? Is there something that, you know, is bothering you? Maybe they're not feeling well. Maybe they're extra hungry. They didn't get enough for breakfast or... um, You know, just a myriad of things, but having margin in your day allows you to be able to find that rhythm for the day. And this is why I'm always encouraging moms not to overschedule. You need margin built into your day. In other words, if you think it's going to take 15 minutes to do math that day, plan for 25 to 30 in case there's an obstacle or an interruption. So build white space or build margin into your schedule so that you can more readily and easily find a rhythm for your family for that day. So it begins at the beginning of the day, praying over it, praying throughout the day. You know, just as things come up, as I just mentioned, you know, stopping when there's a little hiccup and saying, okay, Lord, what do you want? What are you needing right now? Or maybe even stopping and praying over our children, praying with our children at the beginning of the day to get the tone set and the rhythm going in a good direction. The second thing, and the second way that we can find uh, work towards finding a rhythm in your homeschool day is to create a skeleton schedule. And what I mean by that is a very basic routine. It's sort of a baseline for you. It would involve meeting the needs, the basic needs of the family first. So we start with regular eating times. So I know what we're having for meals. So regular meal times, regular wake times, regular rest times, regular going to bed times. We hold to those throughout the day, along with simple chores that keep the household running smoothly. Now, for me, I needed a little bit of order in our home. And, you know, with eight kids, chaos could ensue very, very quickly. Lots of messes could be made quickly. So we had chores assigned for the regular things that happened every day, like mealtime. You know, somebody set the table, somebody clears the table, somebody sweeps, somebody um, does the dishes, loads the dishwasher, cleans the kitchen, you know, sweeps. Depending on the age of your kids, you want to give your children age-appropriate chores. But those are essential every day. And then we had three times a day that we picked up, typically. Sometimes it was only two, but typically in the morning, right around lunchtime, and right around dinner time, Because I am very visual and I needed some amount of order in my day, I built that into our skeleton schedule because I knew that that would help me be a better mom. It would help me keep a better rhythm with our family and it would help keep the peace in our household. So I started with that basic skeleton schedule. Included with that would be meeting the needs of our children, um, not just their eating needs, but their physical needs, um, like self-care. They needed to brush their teeth. 
I they needed to make their beds. They needed to get dressed. Um, I need my cup of coffee in the morning and a little bit of time with the Lord. If I can get that, you know, I really tried to keep, you know, just at least some time with Him every morning because that sets my framework, my mindset, um, and that's very important, you know, that to finding that rhythm in our day and finding a good flow in our day and and getting it off to a good start. And while I'm sitting there praying, I'm also asking the Lord to give me wisdom. What are the priorities that day so that I make sure that I'm being intentional? So all of those things built our basic framework. You know, sometimes it might even include something like if you have a cranky child, that a child that wakes up typically not a morning person, right? And the best way to, that they can start their day is to have a few minutes to themselves or a few minutes snuggling with you on the couch. Build that into your skeleton schedule so that the basic needs of your family and yourself are met each day. That is your skeleton schedule. That is your baseline. And so you create that so that no matter what life brings, if the whole family gets thrown off, um, either by sickness or um, you know, a crisis in the family and everything gets thrown off for a while and your, your head is whirling and you're overwhelmed and you just feel behind um, because you've missed schoolwork for several days or whatever, I would always just start by going back to that simple framework, that simple basic skeleton schedule to start with and get everybody back in that little routine first. Maybe spend two or three days. And when I can see that that was flowing fairly well, then I would add the schoolwork back in and we would be back on track again. And so this worked really, really well over the years. Of course, nothing's perfect. No plan is perfect. But that was a very very successful way that I found uh, rhythm in our homeschool days and just in our family life. So going back to that base schedule and building it out from there worked in just about, it still works in this season right now. It has basically worked in every season because as we build out we, we soon find out what the needs are. So say we get back to that skeleton schedule and we're walking it out, but the kids aren't doing a very good job of just getting their simple basic chores done on time. Well, guess what? Then what God is calling me to in that moment for a while is character training. We need to get that back on track and then we can go back to the schoolwork because here's the deal, moms. If our kids, if our kids' character isn't somewhat in line and we don't have some sort of groove or rhythm with that, schoolwork is not going to go well. So parenting comes first. Then we add the schoolwork back into the schedule. Another example would be when my kids were just, seems like they were fighting incessantly. And this would go on for two or three days. And then all of a sudden I would realize, okay, this is really a problem. And we would go back to that skeleton schedule. I'd set the schoolwork aside and we would focus on just doing the skeleton schedule. And as the kids began to fight and bicker, I would take the time because I had set that time aside um, purposefully by putting uh, the schoolwork aside I had allowed myself even more margin to deal with the character issues and to 
to talk through the conflicts, to discipline as necessary, to um, you know give consequences as necessary. Uh, tomato staking—that's um, something I can I, I can explain at another time. In fact, I, maybe I'll explain that. I will explain that in another uh, homeschool life uh, episode. That's a really good idea because I think you guys will love this um, this discipline process that I used when the kids were younger. But for now, um, my point is we always can go back to that baseline and build out from there. And I can tell you that it was wildly successful, especially looking back over the years. Um, I can see how many times, hundreds and hundreds of times, we went back to this and it worked. So um, the other wonderful benefit to this is it helps us take that more unhurried approach. You know, a lot of you are listening to this podcast because you've read my book, The Unhurried Homeschooler. And um, although one of the main things is that we we approach the, the, the school years as they go into kindergarten, first and second grade, that we're taking sort of an unhurried approach as we slowly work them into book work. Another piece of the unhurried approach is um, not being um, so bogged down with so much on our schedule and so many activities and working from a place of fear that we aren't being intentional with our kids. So finding this rhythm and this baseline schedule or this skeleton schedule for your family is absolutely essential in being able to sort of keep that unhurried approach and that unhurried heart towards our kids. And all of this really lends itself to a very strong, solid family life. And I can tell you that building a strong family has influenced our children for the good um, more than most of anything else that we ever did because it instilled a sense of priority and a sense of... um, value in relationships and a sense of value in family. So I encourage you to really pray and ask the Lord to help you find this rhythm and this um, sort of skeleton schedule. Because what's going to happen, as has happened for our family, is um, it has been a constant reminder to us and to our children of what's really essential in life. And that is taking care of each other and taking care of ourselves. Because moms, here's the thing. We are stewards. God has given us our children. He has made us their mothers. He has made them our children and he has sovereignly ordained that. He has been intentional in doing that. He has good plans for us, good plans for our families. And you know, um, along the way, there were times I wondered, Lord, we keep going back to the skeleton schedule and building out from there. Is that enough? Are, are, am I doing enough? You know, taking this unhurried approach and this more simple approach to homeschooling, I didn't know if it was going to be enough, but I had a sense of peace about it. But, but outside distractions and, and comparisons would come in and start to, to, to make me wonder if it was enough. And so I would take it to the Lord and I would say, God, is this really going to be enough? Because there's no way um, I can know for sure. And he said, you're right. It is a walk of faith. But I want you to think about it like this. And what I mean think by about the loaves and the fishes is 
there like was a, a not basic enough framework. there. And I think it's important Logically to have speaking, this, to feed this those 5,000 people. There were a couple of framework. baskets of food. But Jesus told the disciples to hand, start handing it out. Just take what they had and hand it out. But he prayed over it. And you know what? As, he, as the disciples handed out the loaves and the fishes, not only were the 5,000 fed, there were leftovers. And God was saying to me, and I believe he's saying to you as well, give me what you have to offer. We all know it's not enough, right? Not in the world's eyes, not in the world's economy. But bring it, he's saying, bring it to me and I will make it more than enough. And I can attest to this, moms, 25 years into this homeschooling and looking back, seven graduated, I can tell you he was faithful and he continues to be faithful. Our challenge is to take the time to find that rhythm for our families in this particular season of life, wherever we are, to start simply, to build out from there, to set our hearts and our hands to faithfully fulfilling God's calling on our lives and to trust Him that He will take it and make it more than enough. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for your wisdom. God, your word says that your wisdom looks like foolishness to the world. You also said that the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisest man. We don't work in the world's economy, God. We work in your economy. You also said that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. What is the fear of the Lord? It is understanding that you are God. You are sovereign and you are good and you have a good plan for our family. It's about acknowledge you, acknowledging you in all of our ways and that you will direct our paths, not to trust in our own hearts. You said that in, in Proverbs, um, to trust in you with all of our hearts and not lean on our own understanding. In all of our ways, acknowledge you and you will direct our paths. God, help us to find that rhythm. God, that those unforced rhythms of grace and to walk courageously and faithfully in them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 